name. Everybody said praise the Lord. All right. If you have a Bible this morning, Wonderful to be in church and to have life and strength and good health. We don't want to take things for granted. We really don't want to lose it. I walked out this morning bright, well, not bright, it was still dark. But then I left the church, and when I did, it was the sun was up. And, uh, I thank the Lord for another day, a beautiful day, and uh, in doing that, I'm saying that we're very blessed. There are a lot of places across the country that are experiencing bad weather and uh, damage. There's fires, there's floods, there's all kind of stuff. Brother Pete, maybe you'll come help keep Brother Thomas straight up here, will you? And uh, it's important. To be thankful, church family. We've, we've been so blessed with such good weather, and I'm hoping that the Lord's going to bring us through another season and uh, without any hurricanes and such like, all right? I'm turning to the book of Romans this morning, chapter 12. Verse 2, chapter 12 and verse 2. And be not, everybody said not, conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing, everybody said renewing, of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Everybody said praise the Lord. So I want you to key on the word renewing of your mind. Renewing, everybody said, of my mind. Okay, God bless you. You may be seated. I have a little saying here that going to read to you. Eternity is a long time to be wrong. I hope you'll let that settle in. Eternity is a long time to be wrong. There was a gentleman lived in another country got witnessed to by one of our people. And uh, when the gentleman was going on about his ideas, his thoughts, you know, he had quite a spiel. He, you know, con men, they, they're trying to get something. 
they have an ulterior motive. And uh, they want to con you out of something, more than likely money. And uh, so this guy, con men, they, they work out all of the long-range conversations. You know, they figure out ahead of time, you know, if the person says this, they have to have a quick answer. And if a person says that, well, they got to have another answer. So they try to, it's almost like a chess game where real good chess players can think many, many moves ahead. And uh, so this individual in this other country, he had a lot of answers. He had a lot of things thought out and worked out and ironed out and smoothed out. And uh, he had quite a spiel going on. And uh, so the, the witness, the Holy Ghost-filled, baptized in Jesus' name witness, looked at him and said, you know, I, because uh, he had already told him the truth. And he told him, he said, sir, he said, suppose you're wrong. Man, it kind of rocked him back a little bit, and then he kind of giggled or laughed a little bit, and he said, well, he said, then I'm in a lot of trouble. Eternity, that's world without end. You know, you can get sent to your room. And uh, eventually, you know, time's up and you get out. In hockey, you can get sent to the penalty box. But there's a time limit on it, and you'll get out. Most of the time, not all the time, but people get in trouble, and there's, in many instances, a time limit. You can get suspended from a job. Again, time limit. And you, you get out. But eternity, there's no end to it. The bi I, I witnessed to a man, I get to do it frequently, I cross paths with him here in town, and a and businessman, and he, uh, in conversation with him, he made a statement to me that not everybody's going to make it. Not everybody's going to be saved. And I said, that's right. That's right. Unfortunately, that is correct. You know, the Bible does teach, though, that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. All should come to water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ, and that all should receive the free gift of the Holy Ghost. And that it doesn't stop there, church family. That's the beginning. That's, that's coming in through the door into the body of Christ. That's getting saved from sin and the devil and your your nasty spirit and attitude that we're all 
born with, born in sin, misshapen in iniquity. But through this great grace of God and this born-again experience, we, we come out of the world. We get to be that new person. That taking place, saving us, now we've got to stay saved. And hence we have, help me out, Artie, right up here if you don't mind. Romans to Revelation is what's going to help save us or help keep us saved, I should say. Help keep us saved. Everybody said amen. Everybody said praise the Lord. Very, very important pay attention to the teachings of God's Word and what He's saying. Because eternity is a long time to be wrong. It's, it's time without end. It's world without end. It's misery, torment. Without end. Fire and brimstone. Without end. It's a whole lot more fun to talk about heaven. It's a whole lot more encouraging and uplifting to talk about heaven. So if we're going to do that, then we got to talk about my subject this morning. I'm going to turn to Second Chronicles, Old Testament, obviously. Second Chronicles chapter 15. If you have a little trouble finding that, you can go to Psalms and then work your way back from Psalms and you'll come to Second Chronicles. Everybody said, praise the Lord. Okay. Verse 1, And the Spirit of God came upon Azariah, the son of Oded. And he went out to meet Asa and said unto him, Hear ye me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you while you be with him. Sometimes we forget the flip side of the coin. Sometimes we stop and we don't tell the rest. There was a, a radio personality that was pretty famous. I don't know, Sister Weekly, if he's still alive or not. You might know. His name was Paul Harvey. He's probably gone on, I think or else he's very old. But I think his son maybe has taken over. But Paul Harvey had a way of giving you so much information about an individual or who that individual was and what he was famous for without telling you who he was. And then he'd take a, a little advertisement break on the radio and whatever was helping to sponsor his program. And then he'd come back on and he'd say, and the rest of the story. 
or the account. And then he would begin to reveal through facts and figures and history who the individual was that he told about without telling everything. Main part was the rest of the story. It's important to get the rest of the story because he said, the Lord is with you while ye be with him. And if ye seek him, he will be found of you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. Sometimes we don't like to read the, the rest of the Scripture. Sometimes we don't like to get that flip side of the coin, so to speak. But it's, it's there, and we're going to face it one day. Eternity, eternity is a long, long, long. You could never stop saying long. Time to be wrong. As the man said in his own way of believing and trying to justify himself, rationalize things, and always going to try to convince others. When asked, well, what if you're wrong? And he said, then I'm in a lot of trouble. I'm in a lot of trouble. There are many, unfortunately, in the Bible that they did not take heed. They did not do what the prophet. Now, the Bible said the Spirit of God came upon this prophet. And he started out by saying, hear ye me. He that hath an ear, the Spirit said in the book of Revelation. He that hath an ear, let him hear. Let him hear. Hear ye me. But pay attention to incline your ear, to close down some other things, turn off some other things. And to, I was trying to talk to a, a young man the other day. He works for his father. They have subcontracting electrical business. By the way, thank God they've been coming to the building and working. I'm very thankful for that. Everybody said amen. Let's give God a big hand about that. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I'm going to be right back on the phone Monday trying to, to get some more things going and ironed out. And believe me, it's just about an everyday thing. But uh, the young man, I hadn't seen him in a while. And I walked up to him, and I was speaking to him, and he just kept on doing what he's doing. And all of a sudden, he, he realized I was there, and he pulled out an earplug. I guess that's why they tell you not to wear both of them at the same time. And uh, pulled it out, and then he could hear. <laughs> and uh, I have no idea of how high the volume was and how much he was pumping it up. 
but uh, there's things that get in our ears, church family. There's things that we let in our ears. And I'm talking to you about the renewing of your mind, because guess what? That ear, that auditory canal there brings all those sounds to your mind, brings those words to your mind, brings the spirit with them to your mind. And you can get quite a spirit, you can get quite an attitude. And I've seen people get that wrong spirit, that wrong attitude, and act wrong ways, and they're not even aware of it. Because, you know, the Bible teaches that the enemy blinds the mind. He blinds the mind, lest at any time you should see. He doesn't want you to see what's really going on. He's a, he's a con artist. He wants, to, he wants to hide what he's really doing. I remember being called into a meeting when I was very young in the Lord. I was a minister. It was upstate. And some preachers were giving a minister, an older minister, a hard time. And they had listened to some individuals. And those individuals... They didn't have the right spirit. They didn't have the right attitude. They didn't have the right motive. They were trying to pull a fast one. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon me just like here in chapter 15 of Second Chronicles. And uh, there was probably about six to eight people in the office. And when the Spirit of the Lord came upon me, I just began to give the word of the Lord. And those individuals, they weren't expecting that. And the pastor that was under fire, he called my pastor, and he told him, he said, man, he said, they ganged up on me in here, and they were trying to pull a fast one. He said, but Brother Feld, he said he just kept on and kept on and kept on until he shut them down. Well, it wasn't Brother Feld. It was the Spirit of the Lord. And God's Spirit came upon this prophet. And he said, hear me. Hear ye me. As I said, Revelation said, he that hath an ear... Let them hear what the Spirit has to say. People are so quick to hear the garbage, the lies, the filth, the con. So quick to do that. So prone to do that. I'm talking to you about being renewed. Being renewed. You know, when you get born again of water and the Spirit, when you come out of the world, when you come out of darkness and sin and gossip and filth and trash, when you come
come out of that. You get delivered from that. You get saved from that. To where you're not inclined to that. You don't lend an ear to that. You're not drawn to that. I was in a place that was supposed to be a new development. A lot of different shops and restaurants. And, and I happened to have an appointment right near there. It's been some time ago now. And uh, when we got done eating, I told Senior Sister, I said, let's go. And she kind of caught my drift, and so we, we walked away, and we jumped in the car, and we left. And she said, what's wrong? I said, I don't ever want to go back there again. She said, okay. And it was sometime later she asked me, what, what was wrong? What happened that day? And I said, I felt like I was in the caverns of hell. I said, I don't ever want to go back that place again. I said, I, I don't like the spirit that I discerned in that place. I don't want to be around anything like that. And I have read about that place consistently in the newspaper. One bit of trouble after another. Constantly, over and over and over again, whether it's with the authorities or fights or whatever. There's things that when you get born again, places you don't want to be in, people you don't want to be around. You learn to keep certain things at a distance. Doesn't mean that we're ugly. Doesn't mean, but we learn how to handle situations. We learn how to conduct ourselves. Because eternity is a long time to be wrong. And we kind of keep that in mind. That's ever with us. And I want to be right. I want to be right so I can be in the correct location and destination in eternity. All my eternity to be with Jesus. One woman described hell. Jesus wasn't there. She said you could feel no presence of his spirit. You could feel nothing right and good, clean or honest. It was a God-forsaken place and a God-forsaken feeling. But in heaven, you're going to get to be in a, a new heaven and a new earth. Wherein dwelleth righteousness. You're going to get there because you're going to be one of them. You're going to be among that number that are in the grave, more than likely. And you're going to hear his voice calling you forth to everlasting life. A thousand years later, one comma, a thousand years later, There's going to be those that hear his voice 
they're going to come forth also. But they're going to come forth to everlasting shame and contempt. The ones who come forth hearing his voice to everlasting joy and happiness. Bible shows them on the right side. That's where the thief on the cross was, too. On the right side. Whereas those that hear his voice a thousand years later and come out of the grave, Matthew 25 and 31 also, they're going to be on the left side. They're going to be the goats. They're going to be with the false prophet. They're going to be with the devil, that old serpent, the dragon. They're going to be with the false prophet. They're going to be with them that are cast alive into hell. going to be a day of astonishment when the books are opened and the book of life. It's going to be a great astonishment. Whosoever's name was not found written in that book of life. Eternity. It's going to be a great place to be if you're on the right side, if you're in the right spirit and the right mind. We need to put ourselves into the scenario of the man. I could say men, but we'll, we'll do like the Bible does and focus on the individual. And the man that is always going the wrong places always hanging out with the wrong people. As a young person growing up, he got with the wrong crowd. I remember a young man came to this church, came to our school. As he got older, he was always going the wrong place. And I told him, I said, you need to quit going there. He'd just laugh, make a joke out of it. Until they shot him dead. Wasn't any joke anymore. Another young man hung out with other people. Wasn't hanging around with them that were solid in the church with good upcoming leadership. Wasn't hanging out with them. At least not very much. Felt like it was okay to mix and mingle. Not what the Bible teaches, of course. But people get to thinking that they're an exception and that they can do whatever they want. It'll be okay. Not so. He was having his big time, his good time. And 
I believe before his 20th birthday, he, uh, he went through the windshield of his car. Threw him right out on the hood and right out onto the ground, dead on impact. Did I mention he came here and he was in our school also? tell you, sometimes people are spared. Sometimes, as the Bible said, space is given to repent. There's a reason that you've still been given a little more time. Young woman that used to, young girl, now she's a young woman. She also came to this church. She also was in the academy. And, uh, she got to hanging out and acting out. And so, of course, she got a bad attitude. Hang out with the wrong people, have the wrong conversation, listen to the wrong things, wind up doing the wrong things in the wrong places with the wrong people. That's going to get on you. Oh, yeah. The devil tell you, ah, you're strong enough. Uh-uh, not true. Not true. Not true at all, unfortunately. It's just not true. Yes, she was driving down 715 from coming from Pahokee, I believe. And uh, she had a horrific car wreck. Actually, at least one, if not more, of the church happened to come up and saw her, recognized her. She didn't look like she used to look when she was in the church, but she was recognizable. They called her name. And she looked at them, and they said, man, what a terrible accident. And she said, looked at the vehicle, and she looked at them, and she said, I can't believe I'm alive. I can't believe I'm alive. Bible talked about space, time, to repent. There was a man that he involved with Holy Ghost, but he got into the wrong profession, got away from church, the Word of God. You know, the kids all had a saying. They'd say, oh, he's got jokes. Well, this guy fancied himself a jokester, had his jokes, had his routines. Funny thing was, so much of it was, his material was filled with biblical themes. Biblical themes. He got involved with worldly girls. Worldly themes and ideas. He's on the road one day. And he too was in a horrific accident. Carl, one place, and him on the side of the road. When the paramedics got there, 
This is what the paramedics said when interviewed by the newspaper reporters and the television and all of that. They said his last words were, No! I'm just starting to have fun. Don't take me now! And then he died on the side of the road. Eternity is a long time to be wrong. But it's a great thing when you're right. That fella was going all kinds, all kinds of ways in life, dead in here, dead in. This didn't work. This didn't satisfy. No, he wouldn't listen to anybody. That's how hard his spirit got and how confused he got. God is not willing that any should perish. And the truth came his way. The truth appeared unto him. You ever read where it said the grace of God? Appeareth unto all men. God's not trying to leave anybody out. God's trying to include everybody. Boy, when he got a glimpse of truth, he did what we want people to do. He made a beeline. He put it in overdrive. <laughs> Came to the, the altar. He got his sin and sinful lifestyle and old man taken care of. We repent. We tell God we're sorry for our sins and what we've been doing wrong, how we've been acting, where we've been going, what we've been doing, who we've been hanging out with and listening to. And uh, you might want to ask yourself, been said that the flesh is like water. When this parking lot was put in, from that corner, which would be your northwest corner, a hose was turned on, and the water began to run immediately. And it ran from northwest down to southeast and went right down that driveway and down the back because that's what the grade elevation was. And because water goes the path of least resistance. If you start up high, it's going to find a low place. That's why sometimes when you go through a parking lot and you're, you're stepping through, high-stepping through puddles, because here and there, there will be low spots, and water goes to the low spots. And that's what the flesh is like. The flesh doesn't seek high ground. That's spiritual ground. The flesh goes to the low places, the sinful places. Well, I want to ask yourself, 
why do I find myself hanging around the wrong people? Why do I find myself going the wrong places? Why do I find it so easy to listen to gossip and wrong things? When there's so much opportunity to go to the right places, to do the right things, to talk to the right people, could it be that I'm in need of a renewing? Renewing. Renewing. Now, you know, she's just felt she'll get, she'll, every once in a while she just gets, I don't, even if she's sick, it makes her feel better. <laughs> she'll just get in the clean the house kick. And I mean, she'll find the worst drawer. She'll pull that drawer open, and when she gets done, it's all organized. Not too long ago, she did the whole, all the kitchen cabinets, and we don't have a big kitchen. Our cabinets are, I don't know, 40-something years old. And uh, instead of changing them, she just had me go buy that panel magic. And she worked her little work on those cabinets, and they're just fine. But she opened them all up, and she took everything out. And she put new paper in there. And, and she cleaned all the dishes and whatever else and put that all back. And she organized it all. And so when I came in from wherever I'd been, she was just all jumping up and down and come look, come look, come look. She, ta-da! Do something. <gasps> Honey, wow, awesome. In my mind, I'm going, what'd you do? What'd you do? What did she do? <laughs> I got the grand tour. <laughs> oh, brother. The renewing of your mind, the scripture says. Not to be conformed to this world, worldly attitudes, sinful attitudes. Hollywood and all that junk, but to be renewed in this salvation experience. Let me go back to Second Chronicles 15. The Spirit of the Lord came upon the prophet. He went out to meet the individual. He said, hear ye me. He said, the Lord is with you while you be with him. And if you seek him, he will be found of you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. Now for a long season, they had been without the true God and without a teaching priest and without law. You know, you can have it, but not listen to it. You can... Close your ears and your eyes and shut down your mind. Israel did that. Israel did that. They had eyes to see and they didn't see. They had ears to hear and they did not hear. They had a mind to perceive and they did not comprehend. The writer said, having it, they were without it. Wouldn't listen to the preacher. 
They wouldn't listen to the teaching. They wouldn't be a part of the Word of God. But when they, in their trouble, did turn unto the Lord God and sought Him, He was found of them. I'm talking about a great God here. <laughs> I'm talking about a great God. He's saying, man, you've been kicking me under the bus. You've been ignoring me. You've been closing your eyes and stopping up your ears. You've just been doing whatever you want to do, and you've rationalized it. And somehow or another, you just figured you're going to get away with it. That's not what God's Word said. And I'm imploring you once again to remember that eternity is time without end. A long time without end to be wrong. To be wrong. I'm going to tell you, God's right. And when they things got bad enough, And they sought the Lord. They knew who to go to. Thank God for that. Thank God for that. Thank God for a space to repent. I had a man tell me this morning, witnessing to, and he said, well, I'm still here. <laughs> well, I'm glad of that, but you better remember you don't know for how long you're still here. When they in their trouble did turn unto the Lord and sought him, he was found of them. Everybody said, praise the Lord. You know, the Bible said in those times there was no peace but great vexations were upon all the country all the people of the country, and nation was destroyed of nations. I'm sure that you remember Jesus giving end-time signs or signals, and he said nation is going to rise against nation. He said there's going to be wars and rumors of wars. Yeah. Tribulation, hard times. He said nation was destroyed of nations, city of city. For God did vex them with all adversity. He said, Be ye strong, therefore, and let not your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. One place in the Scripture, the apostle said, and named a name, and said, The individual did me much evil, fought me, went against me, resisted me mouthed off, and he said, the Lord, the apostle said, the Lord reward him according to his works. Well, God did vex them with all adversity. He said, be ye strong, therefore, let not your hands be weak, for you or for your work shall be rewarded want to make sure your works are right. You want 
want to make sure your words are right. I want to make sure you order your conversation or your lifestyle or your style of living are right. Because there's a reward going to be attached to it. So, prophet telling them all this. The individual heard these words. He heard the prophecy of the prophet, and he took courage. The preaching and the teaching is designed to build you up. The biblical word, 1 Corinthians 14, is edify. Edify. Build up. Strengthen. Encourage. Want to help you along. Want to hold up your hand. took courage, and he put away the, the disgusting things out of all of his life and those around him, out of the cities. And look what he did. He renewed the altar of the Lord that was before the Lord. He renewed. He renewed the altar. He gave attention Renewed the altar. We started in Romans 12 and 2. Don't be conformed to this world. Who cares what Hollywood is doing, really? Some of the most beautiful women, so-called, I don't think there's any more beautiful women than Holy Ghost-filled women, personally. And I know God feels that way. And I know that they're more valuable the Bible said, of great price, of great price, holy women are of great price. It said, somebody said one time, beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. Well, God is doing the beholding. And his church is the apple of his eye. One individual thought, well, I don't think that looks so good. And God said, that looks kind of common. And God said, don't you call common what I've cleansed. Talk about a beatdown, a slapdown, a rebuke. <laughs> My God. And don't you call it unclean either, what I've cleansed. God was setting him up saying, I'm doing a work in this life and lives. And you need to recognize it. You need to wake up to it. You need to work with that. The renewing of your mind so that you can see things from God's point of view. That you can crawl up inside of God's mind and look through His eyes and see things from his point of view, see things how God sees things. Get to the place to where you love what God loves. Learn what he loves and learn to love what he loves. And learn what he hates and make sure you hate what he hates and that you stay away from it. Mm -mm. One individual said it like this to me, that I tell people, 
don't tell me anything that you don't want me to tell senior pastor. Said, don't tell it to me. Because if he asks me, I'm going to tell him. So I'm warning you up front. Don't talk to me that way. I said, wow. Sounds very good and right to me. God bless you. Sounds like you want to stay saved. Sounds like you want to keep this renewed in your life. You know, some people are sober. The Bible used that word. And some people, unfortunately, are drunk on the cares of this life, on the liquor of this life. We're not children of the night, the Scripture said. We are children of the day. And that could be expounded upon because the day is quickly approaching. So don't be conformed to this world. But the Bible said to be transformed, to be changed for the good. But that if you want to be changed as, and I, I trust you do, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, he said, behold, or look, he said, I show you a mystery. He said, we should not all sleep, but we shall be changed in the moment, in a twinkling of an eye. This mortal shall put on immortality. If you want to be right for all eternity, You need to realize that you're called to be children of the day and not of the night. That you're a part of the body of Christ. That you've been given a place. And it should be, in your mind, a coveted place. A desired place. If you don't desire it now, the chances are you're going to get swallowed up in what the Bible said not to get swallowed up in, the affairs of this life. You're going to get swallowed up in it. Your mind is going to get affected to where, negatively affected, to where you've gone so far downhill that you don't have the strength or the discernment to use your space, your allotted time to repent. Your heart is described in Revelation 
as impenitent, meaning unable to repent. Lost the ability. Got so hard. So hard. Just can't break through. Just can't pray through. You don't want to find yourself laying on the side of the road or in some other similar dire situation. And your last words be, no, don't take me. I don't want to go. I'm just starting to have fun. And then you wink out. Snatches you away. True account. True account. A whole lot better. Eternity is a long, 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 long time without end to be wrong. There'll be no remembrance of satisfaction of I did it my way. No, there'll be remembrance. What's going to be missing is the satisfaction. That's a false feeling that the enemy gives. I told you that there's many women in this world by the standards of this world. Oh, they have their standards. I don't like the church standards. I don't like this, and I don't like that, and I don't Well, the world has its standards. And I'll tell you what is really shocking and amazing. Should you ever have, and I hope you don't, should you ever have the unpleasant, most unpleasant experience of going to jail, prison, well, you'll find out about standards. And I'm not talking about the guards and their rules. I'm talking about the inmates. Oh, they have standards. Do you know you don't even look another prisoner in the eye when you're passing one another? You look them in the eye, it's regarded as an insult, a challenge. Oh, they've got standards. I remember reading an article about Mike Tyson, former heavyweight champion of the world. Also the champion fighter offer of ears. And uh, Iron Mike, they called him, wound up in prison. You know what they did? They surrounded Iron Mike. And they beat him his hands up on the ground. He said, okay. He said, okay. Okay. And they said, you're not the heavyweight champ here. Okay. I got it. I got it. I live by your standards here. 
There's nothing wrong with the church's standards, church family. There's nothing wrong with God's standards from his word. The world will tout and, and promote and take photography and do all kinds of things, what they call beautiful women. It's kind of almost like being a sports icon. You probably got a shelf life of, what, five years? And then you get in the list of former wealthy ball player, now broke, and maybe working a regular job. Then they put the pictures of the women before and now. You'll believe what they look like now. The world, the devil, gets through with you. He just crumples you up, wrinkles you real good, and just throws you away. But you know, my God's not like that. I uh, had to go to a hospital. Young, not really, I wouldn't call old. I'm guessing late 40s, early 50s. She used to play softball out here with all her sisters. One of them sitting here this morning. She fell ill and a uh, place where became determined to put her in hospice, fourth or fifth, maybe fifth floor of the hospital. And we went, seen Fitzfeld and I, and we went into her room and the few that could fit in her room, we had prayer. And then when we went out of that room, they took us to another room where all the family was. And oh, it was a group of family, a lot of them. And when we walked in, without matching notes until later, when we got in the car and cranked it up and the doors were shut and the windows were up, I said, did you believe what you saw? And she said, amazing. Because all the younger sisters, married sisters, with their husbands, many of them, not all of them, but many of them, some of them had their children there. They'd all been witness to through the years. All played softball out here. Many of them, I performed their wedding ceremonies. The woman that passed away, I performed her wedding ceremony. And uh, I said, man, they all look so old, terrible, terribly old. And I said, and there was two saints besides me and you, two saints that look so young. And they're older than them, chronologically. I said, their faces are beaming. Their hair is beautiful. Their conduct and deportment is excellent. Their spirits just radiate. They're just standing there letting their light so shine that it glorifies their Father, which is in heaven. I said, man, amazing, amazing. 
two sisters, every bit of 20 years older than those others. I'm like, my, how good the Holy Ghost is. How good the truth is. How good it is to be renewed. Talking to you about getting renewed in the spirit of your mind. Don't let this get old. Don't let this dry up and shrivel up in your life. You keep this fresh. You keep this renewed. You come to church. You tell yourself, I'm going to get to that prayer room and get this dirt off of me, this spirit of the world off of me, this particulate matter that's out there, the pollutions of this world. sitting in a, a booth. It was nice and quiet. And that's how I like. I'm not good for business because I'm hoping while I'm there eating, nobody comes in. I like it nice and quiet. And, uh, but invariably, my space gets invaded. Aliens come in from all kinds of planets. <laughs> and they, they uh, first they stop at Walmart, and then they come. I love Walmart, but it's the people that go <laughs> Or work there or something, I don't know. And uh, so these two guys came in, and they said, and they were relatively quiet. I mean, they were right there, the booth. They, you know, they're always going to sit right next to 55 booths that nobody's sitting at, but they're going to come sit right next to you. It's amazing. And uh, so, but they were pretty quiet. All of a sudden, third guy comes. One guy gets up, he lets the other guy get in, he slides to the end. He sits in there. And that guy, he didn't need a microphone. Loud as could be. Grating voice. And foul mouth on top of that. It's nice to come to church. It's nice to go through the car wash down there or the soul wash down there or the mind wash down there. You talk to the Lord, and you get the renewal process going. You ever put your car through the automatic car wash? And they start that baby up in those, those big revolving rags or whatever they are, strips of cloth soaked with whatever cleaning detergent agent they use. You watch your car run through there, getting cleaned up. Of course, I don't. I don't go to those kind of places. I'm very blessed. I've got Brother Donnie in my church. And he takes my dirty old nasty truck, and he'll have mercy on me because he sees how dirty and nasty it is. And he'll tell me, he "said I, I'm going to come wash your truck, senior pastor." And I'm like, "Thank you, Lord. Thank you." <laughs> and and he's a much better car washer than those places down there. My point is, church family, we can, we can present ourselves just like a dirty old vehicle that would pick up, you know, everybody knows I live out here in the Tri-City area by the bugs that's on my vehicle. See, you came out from the west, didn't you? And I said, yeah, how'd you know? The bugs. I said, yeah, that's me. We're plenty buggy out there, what can I say? And, uh, 
other type things seem to stick to you. And I'm saying there's a lot of things in life, church family, that words you hear that you don't want to hear. You know, people, should I say dressing or should I say undressing that you don't want to see? And so on and so forth. That we want to come and get that renewing. We want to come and get that fresh touch from God. We want to we want to represent God. We want to be that light so shining that suggests to you a certain way that the light is to shine. Everybody said praise the Lord. You know I have had people come to church and get very distracted. And then after church, they wonder why so many problems. And the problems very often get addressed in the service, but they weren't listening. They were distracted. I've had people come and get on their phones, not because they were summoning up chapter and verse, but maybe because they're texting or reading text or some such thing that you can do on the phones, and then wonder why certain things down the road. I'm trying to tell you, God said, yes, they had problems. Yes, there were situations. But he said that when they sought the Lord, they renewed the altar, that God responded. Everybody said amen. God responded. God wants to help each and every one of us. Brother Mila, you can get the kids now. So it's important. It's important. Let me move along because I know the children have a presentation this morning. Everybody said praise the Lord. Renewing church family is important. It's something that we all want to do, want to practice. Job's writing said, my glory was fresh in me, not stale, fresh. And my bow was renewed in my hand. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. The psalmist said in Psalms 103 and 5, who satisfies thy mouth with good things so that thy youth is renewed like the eagle. Oh, coming to church, worshiping God, getting blessed will give you such a satisfaction. A prayer was prayed in lamentation, a time of difficulty, a hard time of adversity and trouble and vexation. He said, turn thou us unto thee, O Lord, and we shall be turned. Renew, renew, renew. Yes, that's what we want. We want that renewing. Everybody said praise the Lord. Everybody said hallelujah. Second Corinthians 
4 and 16. And for this and and for this cause we faint not. We're not going to fade, we're not going to faint. You know if you faint in the day of adversity, it gets a little tough, it gets a little rough. And you just be a wimp. You faint, you quit, you you fall back, you throw up your hands. You slack off said your strength is small. Your strength is small. Your strength is small. Everybody said praise the Lord. But he said for which cause we faint not. For though our outward man perish yet the inward man is renewed day by day, day by day, day by day. Everybody said, praise the Lord. You know, Paul mocked the devil. He said, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Eternity is a never-ending long time to be wrong. There'll be no argument to get out. There'll be no persuasion. There'll be no way out. But you know what? Eternity is a long time without end to be right, to be with Jesus be on a street of gold where there's not even any need for light because he'll be the light there. Everybody stand, please. I'm going to conclude. Ephesians 4.23 tells you and I, and be renewed. Everybody said renewed in the spirit of your mind. That's what's going to help you. Psalm 51 and 10 said, Create in me a clean heart and renew within me a right spirit where my attitude is right. Where God approves of my attitude. Ephesians. 423, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. That certainly goes along with what we read in Romans 12 and 2. Colossians 3.10, and have put on, this is what you've done when you're born again of water and spirit, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Renewed, renewed, keep learning, renewed in knowledge. Keep learning. Keep growing in grace and knowledge. Everybody said amen. amen. And finally, what works hand in hand, Acts 2.38 will save you, as you know, around here. But people need to understand in staying saved, then the scripture is Titus 3 and 5. Everybody said, Praise the Lord.
verse 4 said, But after that, the kindness and love of God, our Savior, toward man appeared, towards us. He said, Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. He saved us by Acts 2.38. And he called it by the washing of regeneration. And then you get the and. He saved us by an and, the renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Once again, eternity, eternity is a long time without end to be wrong. But it's also, and that's when you find yourself in the wrong place. But it's a great place to be if you're in the right place.